Hello everyone, uh, welcome to FS Changemakers. Uh, if you are a parent to a pet cat or a dog or any animal for that matter, chances are you've heard of the brand called Heads Up for Tails. And today we have the brains and minds behind that brand, Rashi Naran. Uh, before starting the brand, Rashi was an HR professional with Citibank, prior to which she studied from London School of Economics and Cardiff University. Uh, and then obviously she went on to give us this amazing brand. Welcome, Rashi. Thanks for being a part of FS Changemakers. Thank you. Thank you for having me here, Adarsh. Uh, so Rashi, let's start right at the beginning. How did the idea of Heads Up for Tails come and you know what made you excited to start this? Heads Up for Tails was inspired by a very, very, very special puppy named Sarah. And she came into my life and pretty much changed it around because in my quest to be able to find quality products for this newest furry bundle um, family member, I looked through lots and lots of pet stores across the country, but I was very disappointed by what I found. There was just nothing that I felt was of quality, whether it was in toys or treats or accessories or literally anything. And I think that's when, um, you know, the idea came to me. It was specifically on Sarah's birthday when I went shopping and I came home empty-handed. I think that the spark went off that there may be other pet parents like myself who want to have quality products for, for their uh, furry family members. And really that was the start of it all. Awesome. So uh, how did you approach building this brand in a category which in your own words at that time almost didn't exist in India, right? Because you couldn't find anything at that time. I have to tell you, Adarsh, it's been a very challenging journey um, because when, when I wanted to start out, there was no one to really learn from. There was no expertise available in terms of hiring, in terms of vendors, there was no supply chain. So I literally just had to start everything from scratch, uh, learning a you know very, very steep learning curve, learning on the job, uh, started with a few products at home. Even then I really struggled because any vendor that I, that I wanted to work with really took offense that it was something for a dog or a cat. You know, they were like, they really just many people showed me the door and they said we will not make this i don't know why but that's changed now um and i think that uh, you know when i took the products to pet stores also the few that existed then everybody said sorry we're not going to keep this it's not going to sell so i didn't have a front end or a back end or a supply chain the customer also sort of didn't exist I, I guess it was uh it wasn't like a top of mind need and so we literally had to build it all from scratch uh and you know there was there was i mean really i just started this for sara and i didn't have any i didn't have any big dream at that time on where i want to take this what i want to do it was really just for her and um you know just being able to put all of those pieces together has taken us a very long time. It's been now 13 years that we've been doing this and building out the market, educating the customer, you know, explaining to them that if they have the privilege of sharing their life with an animal and how special that is, you know, what do they need to give in return? How much do they need to understand that species that is in their home? And while we have a very, a lot of people have that uh, connect of, you know, my pet is my child or my friend or my sibling or so many different emotions that you feel with them. 
at the end of the day they are a different species with different needs and that's really what we want to do is to really explain to people what is your dog or cat really want from you and what they really want you is 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 to understand the species that they are and what do they need in terms of nutrition in terms of well-being in terms of mental stimulation in terms of just exercise and you know all of that stuff grooming requirements all of that stuff so the journey has been amazing and uh, there's still miles and miles to go so in this journey obviously uh, you would have many people join you as part of the company as uh, you know employees and your partners in the journey uh, so how's that experience been building uh, you know the team for uh, this company and what are some of the values uh, that you look for is being a pet pet lover one of them the team building part has been difficult because um, the mark i mean overall you know when we started out the market was tiny and you know to be able to get experts who are also pet lovers was very hard but that was definitely a prerequisite you know we needed people with extremely high emotional intelligence who could really relate have a lot of empathy have a lot of passion and so um, it has been you know difficult to find the right people now as we've grown bigger and the brand has become uh, you know more popular amongst people it, it then gets a little bit easier to hire talent we get you know a lot better um, you know application then we have a wider talent pool but still you know there there aren't we ha- we literally have to train people on the job because nobody's done this outside of here you know there are very few experts who also have technical business um, you know expertise i mean what i mean is pet experts who also are business experts and so it's been uh, it's been hard but i think we've found a lovely lovely set of incredible people who are very passionate who want to be able to make that difference who understand that it's about you know really like building a whole industry and the whole category by itself and that needs a very different kind of perseverance um and you know really belief in the long term so slowly but surely we're getting there and yes for a lot of the core functions you know uh, we do have you know being a pet parent as a huge as a big essential uh, in some not so much like for example if it's you know a role like accounting or finance where the expertise is more important than not necessarily but for all of our marketing functions a lot of our um, you know so many so many other retail functions etc we do want people who understand um, pets really deeply or at least are passionate about and are willing and open to learn and how is uh, the entire fundraising experience been i believe you've had a very interesting strategy there so why don't you share some more details on that sure well i don't know about strategy we really haven't actually had much of a strategy um i think we were lucky enough to meet people who understood and uh, resonated with our long term vision and what we're trying to do and so far we've had you know angel investors family offices high net worth individuals who have invested um and who come with the same value set as us so it's been you know that way you know we we've, we've been very lucky we haven't really um until now we haven't really us gone out uh, you know but it's always people who've come in which is i know a big blessing and i'm really grateful for that so i think that you know we've just been really focused on building our business building it right um of course there have been a hundred stumbling stones along the way we've fallen dusted ourselves off gotten up <laughs> tried again tried harder and i think that's just going to continue so i think when it comes to fundraising 
for me personally i believe that you know who you're bringing on board is so so important and also why are you fundraising at the moment you know do you do you really need the money do you have a very very clear articulation of what you're going to do with the money um so you know just you know who are you bringing and why are you doing it and also the timing i mean uh, the timing is so important we were bootstrapped for 8 years i was uh, in a bit of a personal situation i was out of the country and uh, you know i knew that despite a lot of offers even before i moved back i knew that it wasn't the right time so you know i just wanted to leave that thought here that you know when you are fundraising do it for the right reasons do it at the right time and do it with the right people makes sense so uh, the last one year has been challenging for you know people across the country across the world uh what have been some of the specific uh challenges that you faced as you know somebody in the pet care industry for us i think the biggest challenge was um retail sales took a huge hit because uh, stores were closed then when we got permission to operate under some part of essentials for pet food etc just footfalls were of course you know very drastically affected supply chains were completely broken and so i think those are some of the i mean i'm sure supply chains for all businesses have been affected but those were some of the very hard um challenges also just navigating to suddenly you know shifting to a whole virtual model which i'm sure you know all of us did including you guys and just putting holding holding so many pieces together at a time of a lot of uncertainty not knowing how this is going to go where it's going to go when this is going to finish i think it's it has been a very challenging year but i think that what we've learned is that uh, it is so important for a company to be agile to be adaptable and uh, to be able to you know move quickly with what's going on and uh, i think you know they always say that change is permanent change is constant i think that's something that you have to embrace and just go with the flow there just simply isn't another way and how has the period been for you personally how have you you know managed the stress of being uh, running a company uh, completely remotely at times etc and otherwise it has been um difficult at some points yet there are so many little blessings you know i've got to spend a lot more time with my daughter at home i was a very very busy working mom working long hours so i'm grateful for that time um you know grateful for so many little things you know just being safe until now you know our families being safe but yes it it's been hard because a lot of people live in bigger setups they don't have space to be able to work from home without you know interruptions boundaries have blurred so much even for me you know when is work time when is personal time there isn't there isn't any of that left anymore and also just you know just wanting to do simple things like go to a cafe go to a bookstore you know go for a movie take my daughter out somewhere you know just have a little you know give her a little adventure you know there's so little and the kids have been uh, on online schooling for the last year so of course it's been lots of ups and downs but i think i prefer to look at the brighter side and i have to tell you that the one big thing that has just kept me happy and balanced and you know just smiling every day has been my dogs i don't know what i would have done without them because they you know they just 
they're just there and they just make me smile 50 times a day no matter how gloomy the day is you know so so I'm, i'm so grateful for that and i think that everybody with a pet will resonate on on that emotion because we've been lucky enough to spend a lot of time with them this last year that's phenomenal so uh, taking a step back and you know again going to the early days of uh, heads up for tales how was the response of the family and people around you because you were venturing into a space which almost didn't exist so did people stop you that what what is it that you are doing why leave your you know awesome job and get into this space which probably won't work out oh yes there were so many of those people so many but also there were a lot of people who cheered me on and for which you know i'm so grateful a lot of family and friends did but of course you know there'll always be that that uh, the two sides you know a lot of people saying what are you doing who is going to buy this are you crazy you know so but i'm glad i chose not to listen to them you know and uh, and sure they put lots of seeds of doubt into your into your head but i think that if you can just you know listen to your heart then you will hopefully make the right decisions and how was uh, you know with all these people you know uh, with negative thoughts uh, around you or at least some of them uh, how was your personal mind frame at that point in time were you like completely committed or were you also into mind the time thinking ye kya kar liya well i think i uh, i knew that i i was on to something but you know you don't know really like where this is going to go and i think that you know all of those pet stores rejecting me outright and being like this is not going to work please leave who are you get out of here that was really like a bit of a bummer because you know you're like okay i have all these products that i think are really nice and my you know i've tried them out with my dog and my friends um families and doggies and cats and everybody seems to be liking it but you know these guys who run the market are saying oh my god no you know so i think <laughs> there were so many times during the journey where i felt i was in a dark tunnel with no light i was like where is the light where are the customers how is this going to work how will i ever get this right and you know get this off the ground really so many 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 points in that journey which were you know just um confusion self doubt but i think that there was always like this tiny voice that was always saying you know keep going keep going it'll be okay <laughs> so that's really just it so now 13 years on what makes you think it what made it click um i think perseverance for sure and i would say that you know we decided to always stay very very close to our customers we a lot of our products have been built out of conversations of just trying to understand what are the problem areas when it comes to their their life with pets and no one is going to tell you listen this is what i need but through those conversations you derive you know what could be a problem and what could how could our product or service help to solve for it um and i think that because it's been so empathy driven you know it clicks with customers and it probably a lot of people didn't even realize that they needed it but now that they see it they're like oh my god i i, I can so do with that because it could help me solve a real problem so i think those two things and how you've evolved as a person and a leader in these 13 years 
I was so young when I started out, Adarsh. I barely had any work experience. There was, uh, it's been a very steep learning curve for me. You know, just really just upward uh, learning every day. You know, made so many mistakes for which I'm, you know, I'm grateful that I could because there's simply no other way to learn. And I think that the more you fail, um, the more you're innovating, the more that you're trying. And so for me, it's really about, am I failing enough? And if I'm not, that means I'm being too safe. So, um, you know, lots and lots of, um, I mean, I had to take a lot of decision based on gut, you know, because there wasn't enough. I couldn't make a business plan. There was no reports. There was nothing to like substantiate what I was thinking, what I was wanting to do. Um, so some things went right, some things didn't go right. And so it's just been like that. Just That's just been the way that it is. And uh, now, what are your plans for the next five years? Um, for the next five years, I just want to make this... I just want to reach every home in the country which has a pet. And I want to be able to give them great products, great knowledge, uh, and great services. And I want to be able to help them improve their relationship with their dogs or cats, understand how special this is, and I think make better people. Because I think that when you live your life with an animal, you become a better version of yourself. You become more empathetic, more compassionate. And I think that if that were to happen, in a zillion ways across the country and the world, how amazing would that be? So, uh, you know, going back to a point that you hinted at a while back, right? Being an entrepreneur is a 24-7 job. Uh, so how do you uh, take out time for yourself and to do some of the things that you really love doing? Um, <laughs> many times I don't. And after a few days, <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is a bad idea. So I figured out that if I get my mornings right, then my day, I run my day. Otherwise, my day runs me entirely. So, you know, what I try to do is wake up before everybody else and just have a little bit of time to myself to do the things I love, a little bit of reading, a little bit of journaling, some exercise, some meditation. And then I am just replenished and recharged to like really go out there and do stuff. Um, but there are difficult days, you know, and I somehow, I mean, I can't, I can't get it right every single day. And then those days are just, you know, I am kind of going with the flow instead of, you know, the other way around. So that's just how it is. But it's hard. It's hard because there is a huge responsibility on you of so many people, of so many expectations, of so many shareholders, of so many stakeholders, you know, employees, customers, everybody. And um, it's hard to just switch off and say, time out, you know, and I hope that I get there really soon, because I think it's important to, and I know a lot of amazing companies that have gotten there. So just trying to build, you know, very adaptive leadership in the company, trying to, um, you know, put great people in place and systems and procedures and yet be super agile. And I hope that we get there someday where I can really step away feeling free. <laughs> So, Rashi, you know that you are a change maker with us as part of our FS Changemaker series. Uh, so, we would love for you to share a story which defines you as a person and turned into the kind of person that you are. 
Um, well, I think there are probably a few, but what's coming really to my mind is um, Sarah and that moment when I got her home because, you know, I've always grown up with animals. I've always been somebody who was deeply connected to them and I was always, you know, in that space. But I think that her, like the way that she shifted the journey for me uh, to really, really learn so much more to be able to make a larger change. I think it was, it was that moment when she came into my life and literally just changed the path. And this is who I am. This is who I've always been, you know, an entrepreneur ever since I was little. A really deeply connected animal person ever since I was little and I think that she just brought them together you know and just bringing out all of those things that go along with those two buckets so I'd say that moment thanks thanks so much for sharing that with us uh, so now we are at the last leg of the discussion and uh, so we'll have three quick rapid fire questions for you which you have to okay. answer without thinking a lot um, okay. So yeah, let's get started. So the first one is sure. the three, three Indian women that you look up to. Um. Well, I just saw the movie Mary Com, so I think that was just inspiring how her journey, and I would say her top of mind. Um, I also really admire, um, you know, Kiran Bedi's journey, her bravery, just how hard it was for her and how she made it. And I think the third person would be an aunt of mine, uh, Neelu Khanna. She runs, uh, you know, uh, an NGO in Dehradun called Asra. And I saw her start by just, you know, asking a few street children to come and study with her at a nearby park. And now they've scaled it up to like 4,000 kids, right from orphans to children who are just rejected and thrown into the dustbins by their, you know, I mean, all sorts of crazy stories, the amount of change that they have made and the way that they have brought in and changed the lives of these 4,000 children now is just so, so inspiring. And I've seen it from the start and I've seen how they built it up. They've got, you know, um, buses with computers that go into areas where the, where the parents won't send the children to school, crashes, all sorts of amazing stuff, amazing classrooms, amazing schools, just wonderful. So I'd say these are the three people that I wanted to share today. That's uh, an amazing set of three women, I must say. Uh, so second one would be five wardrobe staples that you need to have with you at all times. Um, a pair of jeans, a white shirt, a nice black dress, a nice pair of trousers, and a nice jacket. <laughs> awesome. For me, that's... And before we end, any message that you would like to give to our audience today? I would say listen to your heart. You know, I mean, there's so many naysayers, there's so many... Um, the, the mind plays havoc but the heart speaks really softly it like almost just whispers and you have to just hear it out and it, I think that in most cases that you know you really won't go wrong and you just follow what you were built what you were born to do so yeah follow your heart and it's not always an easy it's not always an easy path but I think that when you're following your heart you 
can overcome a lot more obstacles and a lot of little bumps and challenges along the way than if you were not it may be hard but please listen to your heart uh thank yeah. you everyone for listening to us uh today and thanks so much rashi for joining us it's been a thank pleasure. you thank you for having me adarsh thank you so much <laughs>